0: the 2008 crisis, confidence reached a level of 27.5, which is the lowest measure since 1967, basically since their inception of measuring it. Now, we're looking at November. The reading was 54.7 for November 2022. So consumer confidence is not stellar right now. Last time I checked, barrier homes had dropped right around 12%, which isn't terrible, But we might be in the early innings of this housing fiasco that we're in. The 2008 crisis was mainly due to SPAC securities, what they call the subprime era. People had all these bad loans that they shouldn't have had. They had adjustable rate mortgages that the average payment on the mortgage went up 60% on people. And so that's what caused it. So you had 23% of U.S. homeowners underwater on their mortgage. So It was crazy. There's nothing like that happening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into your favorite financial and career podcast, The Free Retiree Show. I'm your host, wealth manager, Lee Michael Murphy. I'm alongside my pal, the Venezuelan persuasion, Sergio Valentino, big boy, Patterson. There it is.
1: What is up, everyone? How you doing? I'm
0: doing great. I think that might have been the best intro I've given you. and I think, we might I think so. With that. You got my middle name. You got Venezuelan in there. Everything. Everything about you, buddy. So today we're going to be talking about the 2008 crisis versus 2022 downturn. So I think this is something that's popped into a lot of people's minds. Obviously, 2022 has not been stellar in terms of asset performance. We're starting to see a lot of layoffs and people are scared. So Serge, this has probably crossed your mind when it comes to you know what's going on now? What happened back then? What are you seeing in terms of how, you know this is playing out versus what we went through in two thousand and eight? Are you seeing anything that's I, same, similar, different? I actually
1: would argue that two thousand and eight was we were in a much worse position, mainly because that was a finan. I feel like that was a financial crisis where the we literally had to bail out banks in the car industry and People were losing their homes. I feel like now is bad, but like people are keeping their homes. They're not upside down really yet.
0: Right now.
1: So maybe winter's coming and I'm wrong. But I would say if we were comparing today versus 2008's worse, or it's not the same, but maybe we're at a spot where it's going to get worse. And then then we'll be at
0: 2008 level. But I don't think we're there right now. Yeah, I would totally agree with you on that. But So for today's episode, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of look at different facets of 2008 and look at those facets in today's day and age and see what is similar, what is different, and kind of what can we expect at this point in time from everything that's going on. Right now, technically, over the summer, we hit two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. So on paper, that is a recession, but like we've said before in other podcasts, media, And depending on who you ask has different definitions. So they're looking at balance sheets and earnings and all that stuff. But uh, uh, so for some people, they think the jury's still out and they're not calling it a recession. But technically, we got those two quarters of negative GDP. Market has been in a bear market for roughly half a year. And the companies right now are increasing layoffs, like we've said on past podcasts you were the prettiest girl at the ball a year ago. And now Not anymore. you got jagged teeth, your breath kind of stank, and people just don't want to hire your ass. So it's different. What do you see in the job market, surge? If you just go, you
1: open up the internet, go on LinkedIn, everybody's getting laid off, right? I think there are hundreds of thousands of people maybe have lost their jobs or been laid off in the tech. And it's scary. Budgets are tightening depending on which industry you're in. Really is going to dictate kind of how things are going. But what I'm seeing is companies are being cautious, hiring freezes are happening, hiring, slowing down. So to your point earlier, like maybe winter is coming. I think we've talked about that and it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's my prediction. So I'm sure you're going to talk through that. But what I'm seeing is it's scary out there for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm seeing it too from clients, people I know. Definitely change is in the winds and people are a little scared. But today, what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the key things that you need to look at when we're comparing these two different time periods. And then we'll also talk about something that you can do, things that you can do to make sure you are better prepared if the proverbial shit hit the fan. So, are we, are we, sorry, are you saying what I'm thinking
1: you're going to say? Is are you predicting (laughs) that we're going to be in the situation where 2008 were like shit was just, People lost their life savings, upside
0: down on home loans. We're going to get there. But you know, if I told you that now, you might turn off this podcast, listener. So I'm not <laughs> going to give you that. I'm going to make you go through the whole dang All right, episode. I'll wait. Fine, fine. Go, hurry up. Remember, on. strategically, we got to lead them down this path. All right, we're teasing we're, them right now. This is called the teaser. So yeah. let's talk about the first thing, inflation. Inflation is the big storyline. Like we've said before, what we're going through right now, you look at asset valuations, you're looking at the layoffs, you're looking at all the stuff that's going out there. But really, when we want to say, why is this all happening? It goes to inflation. And inflation is a scary thing. As I've said before, even before the downturn happened, I think I told you and Maddie that inflation is one thing that really scares me because if it keeps going, your money is worthless. It doesn't matter if you're making half a million dollars a year. If inflation takes over, that might be worth only 50 grand a year. And so it's a dangerous thing, right? Like we said before, a lot of African countries, Latin American countries, they've been through it and never recovered. So it is a serious thing. 2008, our inflation was at around 3.84%. You want to be around two. It was creeping up and ticking up a bit higher from where it was at that point in time. But let's look at today's inflation. Particularly, let's look at the summer. In June, we reached 9.1. 9.1. Devastating inflation number. Uh Highest it's been since the '80s, and recently it has slowed. So in November, the official inflation reading was right around four point three. Okay. So we are headed the right direction. I'm noticing it at the gas pump surge. Are you noticing anything coming down in price besides gas? Nah, food is, I feel is still
1: expensive. Honestly, no. But I'm not at the gas pump. But I've heard. Oh ga- yeah, you I've drive
0: heard- a Tesla. I'm too no, good I- for the gas pump.
1: I am, but. Fred Gas gas is dropping. What I haven't seen drop is food prices. I could be wrong on that, but I feel like we still spend a lot on food.
0: Yeah. The grocery bill for me still feels the same. Maybe gone down a little bit since summer, a little bit, but not, we're not talking about big changes. But I am seeing, and I think as well as the listeners, the gas pump is getting better or the stupid people that can't charge into mm-hmm. their houses like the Tesla people as Sergio Patterson always tells me. I'm a big proponent of EVs, so go buy one. Yeah, love Elon. Doesn't 10. even have to be a Tesla. Go just go buy an electric car. There's lots of options. So the next factor that we're going to look at, we're looking at unemployment. So let's go back to the 2009 time frame. Then unemployment hit 10%, which is crazy. 10% and then we fast forward through the time frame of January 2013. It was dropped down to 8%. But the Great Recession was very powerful, and it was a negative thing that took many years for us to recover from. But yeah, 8% in 2013. And 8% today, unemployment rate. 8% unemployment rate. And yeah. then if we look at today, we are at 3.7 in November of 2022. That's pretty damn good. That looks pretty good. So we're going to give inflation point goes to 2022. Unemployment, point goes to 2008. And these points are bad, by the way, if you hadn't recognized that.
1: Unemployment was
0: worse in 08. Much worse. 10%. Infl- inflation is worse now. It's so a tie ball game. But let's go back to like 2008. Serge, what were you doing in 2008? How would you describe the environment for the young listeners? In 2008, I was likely
1: working at Enterprise, rent a car, cleaning a car. The market was tough. There wasn't very many job options. We took what we could get. I think probably both of our parents had some financial issues at that time. They were going through a lot. I remember my parents were struggling. Most people were struggling at the
0: time. Absolutely. It was a interesting time. For me, I could say I remember there was big stressors for my family financially during that time. Myself, I had just come out of school. I had all the hopes and dreams that the world would accept. And no. I was... <laughs> That that like this doesn't even ring true today, but let's just say <laughs> I had these hopes and dreams that I was going to get the great job, the corner office. I'd have all these companies that does that doesn't really exist. If you're a college student, that is not the world. But yeah, coming out of school, no one was hiring, especially in the financial arena, which where I wanted to be originally. No That's one. Bad time to
1: come out and try to get a finance job.
0: Yeah, finance job. So then a good friend of mine used me as a referral to get into Enterprise Rent-A-Car. I used you as a referral? Yeah, you did, you jackass. He got me into Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And uh, for his referral bonus of, I don't know, $500, he ruined my life for a couple of years with that decision. That was a lot of money to me back then. I know. You were willing to sell my soul for that $500. Good for you. But yeah, that's that was the environment was. I went on monster.com. Nothing. No one wanted to hire anyone let alone a college kid, but enterprise Credit card did. So we owe them for that. They hired and- They gave us our first jobs. Our first at out,
1: out of college job.
0: But It was tough. Actually, even before that, I was so desperate actually that I was working at a credit card processing company where they did not pay you hourly. You had to only work on commission, but-
1: There was so much of that shit back
0: then. There was so much. And they were just exploiting people because they knew they could do it. So that was the environment. It wasn't great. If we look at unemployment- today versus now, the job market is still strong. Even though we're seeing this massive wave of layoffs coming and it might get worse, it's nothing close to 2008. So we're going to say another point, a bad point for 2008.
1: It's like layoffs are happening, right? But all these tech companies are still profiting billions every quarter. They're not like killing their numbers by 200%, but like they're still profitable, still Mm. doing well. I don't think that was happening in 2008.
0: This was a collapse of the system. People were legitimately scared that our financial system was going to collapse during that time. So it is nothing compared to that. Let's look at the stock market decline. So during 2008, the S&P was roughly down around 40%. During 2022, it's gotten to that bear market territory around 20%. So the S&P decline has not been even close. But in 2022, we've had other sectors of the economy that have been hitting those 2008 numbers, particularly the tech industry, healthcare. A lot of those sectors have been hit severely during 2022. So, But overall, if we look at stock market decline, which is the S&P 500, 2008 was much worse than where we've got to right now. And uh, currently, don't want to We're currently in an uptick. The market seems to be doing pretty well in the short amount of time period that we've had since October was really bad. But since yeah. then, things have got a bit better. But nothing close to the 2008 downturn. But we'll see how that plays out. So another bad point for 2008. So I think we're at 2-1, right? Is that the score? Yeah, inflation... Unemployment. So un- inflation goes to 2022. Unemployment and stock market decline go to 2008. Two, one. All right. Now let's look at the bond market. So, the bond market for all you investors out there, when we look at bonds, we think of safety. Serge, when you think of your bonds, right, you look at it as like, all right, these are the more safe investment instruments, correct?
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know that much about it, but that's they just seem like older, more consistent yeah those more are more conservative that play
0: yeah. fixed income and this is what makes 2022 really interesting so during 2008 the U.S core bond index went down about four percent which is it's not great but it kind of held up it did its job right if we're looking at 2022 it's gone down about 12 percent so the bonds haven't held up as as well as they did in 2008 and you know, what's interesting is you look at your bonds for safety and you want them to hold up during times of peril and economic turmoil. But since we're in a rising rate environment, fixed income gets hit pretty hard in these sort of situations. So as the interest rates tick up, bond prices will go down. So bonds are not doing well. So we're going to give the bad point to 2022. So it's all tied up. All tied up right now. 2-2. Two, two. Two, two. Next thing is consumer confidence. So during the 2008 crisis, confidence reached a level of 27.5, which is the lowest measure since 1967, since it's basically since their inception of measuring it. Now we're looking at November. The reading was 54.7 for November 2022. So consumer confidence is not stellar right now. Confidence
1: in the economy. What's yeah, uh, confidence
0: in the economy generally. If that's higher, you're gonna go out and spend more money, and you're more likely to book that big trip, maybe buy that next car, whatever it is. Consumer confidence gets slow. People tend to tighten their belt buckles. But we're gonna give that point to 2008. Next part, housing. Housing. So, Serge, what are you seeing on the housing front? Because I know you've been keeping track of this. Like, what are you seeing? I've
1: seen over the last probably six-ish months. Home staying on the market for much longer and a significant amount of houses reducing price. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see like price reduction, but I think something's happening right now where depending on where you're at, like it's, it's kind of weird. Like it was going down and I feel like maybe it's stable right now. Like it's not dropping to where I thought it would be as fast. I thought it would, I thought prices would drop faster is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. Or at least
0: not not right now. I think right now they have declined and it's been a steady decline, very slow decline, but it's not a rapid price drop. And it hasn't been that significant. Last time I checked, Barrier Homes had dropped right around 12%, which isn't terrible, but we might be in the early innings of this housing fiasco that we're in. The 2008 crisis was mainly due to back securities, what they call the subprime era. People had all these bad loans that they shouldn't have had. They they were giving out money to people that couldn't qualify. Yeah. They had adjustable rate mortgages that the average payment on the mortgage went up 60% on people. And so that's what caused it. So you had 23% of US homeowners underwater on their mortgage. So it was crazy. Yeah, There's nothing like that happening. In fact, the reason that the housing has held its value relatively well during this period is because- The supply of homes is low. Demand is not great right now, but since there's low supply, it hasn't gone down too much. But what we're going to see, and I don't think a lot of people are talking about it, is a lot of the excess home building that happened during COVID will start to hit the market. But a lot of people aren't figuring. I believe that you're going to see that through 2023, and that's going to lead more than likely to more decline in home prices. But we're not looking at anything close to a 2008 situation. So, I would say don't don't wait for this massive decline to buy your home or your property. Yeah. Make sure that your numbers work, make sure that you're not taking on too much debt, but in reality, that we're not seeing anything like 2008, but expect a bit more softening through this year.
1: Isn't it part of it too the demand is the interest rates are really high right now?
0: Yeah, that's part of it is the interest rates are very and no one wants to lose their 2.8% 30 year fixed mortgage to go into a 7% mortgage, which makes people just want to stay tight and not do anything. So that's kind of why the demand has gone down. And we might be in this environment for a while. So the thing is, yes, nothing has dropped significantly. But how we are we going to get this big surge of people that want to buy at these higher rates? I'm just not seeing it right now. I think that- It doesn't make sense though, right? Like financially? It's really, it's debatable, but people are going to be paying significantly more than they were a year ago. And probably 40% higher payments. People don't want to sign up for that. If you get a great deal, you might be paying that. But it's really uh, hurting people in terms of their psychology. I could have bought this home a year ago and paid this, and now I'm paying this. Now I don't want to do it. So- I just think that demand is not going to be that high until something really changes with the rates. And I don't see them going down anytime soon. So I do expect that we're going to see continued softening in the housing market. Those are the main things that I'm looking at. and I think that other people should look at when we look at this. And I'd say we're doing the sports thing, 2008 wins 4-2 for bad points. We're still in something that we're going to have to see how it plays out. Doesn't seem as serious, but definitely time to prepare. So what can you do, right? What can you do about all this stuff that we're going through right now? So first thing you should do is you got to make sure that you have your emergency fund. Serge, tell us about the emergency fund. I tell you, I've given you enough lessons on this. Why don't you explain Uh... to everyone? You better get this right.
1: 6 months cash if you are married. I could be wrong on this.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's
1: either 6 months cash
0: or If you're three single cash. Or, or one one source of income, you want 6 months of six cash. 6 months.
1: Two sources of income, it's 3 months.
0: Yep, there you go. Look at okay. this guy killing it. So make sure you have that in cash some alternatives that you could also do is look at these savings accounts that are giving a little bit more yield right now is the time to look at that right now i'm seeing cds and savings accounts up at the 2.5 to 3 percent range now if you bank at one of the big banks like bank of america wells far more than likely you're not going to get that offer right they're going to give you something but nothing like that my advice to listeners if you're looking for competitive cds Look more at like the credit unions. They tend to be very competitive yeah. and they get better rates than your big banks do. Yeah, that's a-, a good
1: That's a good point. We I opened a savings at a cre- our credit union for IANA and it was like 3% or something, mm-hmm. which was way more than B of A. We have B of A also, but they don't offer any of that really.
0: Yeah. If you're looking to do something with your cash, look at that. If you're towards retirement and you don't have, if you just need to park some money for a couple of years... They do have fixed annuities that can be appropriate depending on your situation. The situation's different. Some of those products are yielding north of 4%, some close to 5%. Like I said, everyone's situation is different, but right now for parked cash, you do have some options. Second tip would be eliminate bad debt. Bad debt, meaning credit cards. So what happens when you are not prudent financially, like a lot of us are, and we just spend, put money on the credit card, don't reduce our spending. Job loss happens during these sort of times. And when that happens, we turn to credit cards. We might already have a credit card that has a lot of debt on there, and that's when things get out of control. So what you can do right now before you lose your job, if that happens to you, or to prepare, if that might be a possibility, get rid of your bad debt now. Because maybe you might have to turn to credit cards, unfortunately, if your back is against the wall, And at that time, you're going to want to make sure that you don't have to use a credit card that already has a bunch of debt on it. So tip number two, eliminate the bad debt. Tip number three, avoid the big purchases. Uh, Or I should say big frivolous purchases like buying a new car. This is not the time. This is not the time to spend money on that Euro vacation that you've been wanting to do. This is not the time to go to Vegas or do anything like that. I know it sucks and we want to have fun, but During this time when you're seeing the writing on the wall and sirens are going off, if you don't have a lot of money in the bank and you feel like things are tight, this is where you have to really make that decision and say, you know what, things are scary right now and I'm going to make a conscious decision to not do this. Gotta
1: buckle down, right?
0: Gotta buckle down. Now, like everyone's situation is different. If you've done a good job and you have plenty in the bank and you're like, I got months and months on hand, if I lose my job your situation is different. But for a lot of us, we don't have a big runway. We have to plan accordingly. And that means making some sacrifices at this point. And tip number four, keep buying your stocks. Right now, it's painful, right? You looked at your portfolio decline and it hurts. And now you want to stop. You want to say, I can't buy anymore because it just keeps going down. Remember, you have to be counterintuitive with your investing and you have to start buying now when things are low you and you got to buy at a higher rate. So for myself, I practice what I preach. I've always saved every month into my investments. And in the last few months, I have even picked up that pace and saved even more because things are discounted heavily, right? So put more to your diversified portfolio. If you do have single stock positions, like we said, but try to keep your single stock positions or single investments to around 10% of your portfolio. Uh, this is the time to look and see what deals are out there. And there is a ton of deals. Serge, are you seeing that in the tech world? you seeing those stock prices flying down? Yeah, it's a little bit
1: scary, right? For all of us in Silicon Valley. But yeah, I think stocks are on sale. I think it's, you've said this before, but it's about picking the companies you believe in, the strong brand name companies, not the yes. randoms anymore. Like those random little long shots, that shit's just not going to work. Oh, sorry. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> no, that's so yeah. true. Right. So you got this situation by quality, right? We've all said on this podcast buy quality. Don't buy the crap investment that is so speculative in nature. You want to make sure there's a good balance sheet. You want to make sure that this company is making something great and you're going to hold it for a long time. That's important. You're not going to, this ain't your like three month play to get in and get out. You own this company and you own it for many years to come. That's how you have to look at investing. Like every company, you got to imagine yourself at the company, working yeah. for the company for many years, right? Are
1: you thinking, so from a stock market standpoint, you're expecting another decline for 2023?
0: I would say that it's possible, right? I've said this before on our podcast that stocks are kind of like the crystal ball. They tell you what's going to happen. So we've had this market decline for almost a year now when things started going down. That was the signs that the layoffs were coming, right? So I actually think that in 2023, stocks are going to have a really good year because they were going down a year ago. In the recent few months, we've seen these layoffs and you've seen the change in the economic environment. And it would not surprise me if at the beginning of 2023, things start to look a lot better in the stock market. Now, unemployment, housing, those things might continue to be bad. Confidence might continue to creep down, but the market can behave completely different than all those other things, all those other metrics. Yeah. And who knows? No one has a crystal ball, but yeah. I would expect that 2023 is going to be a much better year for stocks. We'll have to see, but there might be other problems, but that aren't impacted really through the price of stock valuations. And my last tip, get your emotions under control. That's my final one, but I think it's extremely important. Right now, people are thinking this is different, right? People are thinking that this is the first time this has ever happened because yada, yada, yada. Remember, with every big crisis that we've had, we've always said that narrative, this time it's different, right? Famous investor Peter Lynch, he always said that. Throughout history, you're going to have this. You're going to have people always will say that this time it's different. And yes, things are always different. There's always little uh, different scenarios, but really, you can't have that mindset like, oh, this is the first time and it's different because we've Mm -hmm. been through crises before. We've had these things that are similar in nature, Right. So don't fool yourself into that, because if you do, you're going to sell your investments, you're going to make irrational decisions, and you're going to be in a worse place. So this is where you have to be strong emotionally, do the right things, don't panic, get your saving down, get your investing down, and carry on and realize this will be in the past.
1: Good framing, because it's the market's already been going down. I think people forget that. So
0: there's room for it to go up. Absolutely. And, you know, there's ebbs and flows, right? The mar- the market is supposed to go down, right? People don't want to hear that, but that's just the truth of it. You hear all these people like saying, "Oh, the market's gonna collapse," and I'm predicting it. It's like, no shit, genius. Market always goes down. There's always yeah. gonna be a major downturn. That doesn't make you a genius. One, you never nailed the right time frame, and you're always a perma bear, always thinking it's gonna collapse there's always gonna be a downturn, right? And there's always gonna be a bull market after it, right? And the bulls are gonna be more frequent than the bears. And you just gotta keep in mind, it's more about being in the market than timing the market. And some people will say, no, that's stupid. No, all the data shows that philosophy works. And the ways that you maximize these situations is you buy more, right? You buy more stocks, you make sure your positions cash-wise are appropriate. And that's how you overcome these scenarios. But hopefully that was helpful. I think so. If you guys have any questions, I know it's a scary time. Make sure you send them to ask at thefreeretiree.com. Be happy to help you guys out if you guys got any questions. But yeah, hopefully you're not panicked and you realize that this too shall pass. It will happen. All right. So just do all the stuff that we talked about today. Prepare. You'll be fine. Thanks for listening to The Free Retiree Show. So long for now.